0: And it's a very, very warm welcome to this, the first edition of the Bar Stewards Inquiry Sunday Sermon. I'm Catherine Fry. Joining me as always are Lee Keys of SystemBet.co.uk and John Lang of John Joe's Blogspot. This is a a new Sunday show dedicated to the hottest topics in racing. Absolutely no censorship at all. Uh, Please do tweet us any questions that you have during the week. We'll always read them out. Anything that you want us to discuss, we will. So we're going to go through five hot topics and we're going to try and do them in just 30 minutes. Uh, so the first topic is the Derek Keenan ride on Rohan. I think I'm going to throw to John first because I know that he's he always has an eagle eye for, uh, for topics such as this. John, go for it.
1: Thank you, Catherine. <laughs> um, well, whichever way you look at this, this was an awful ride, really. I mean, I think we cut... It was accentuated by the fact there was a two at the top of the market where it was like spin a coin, take your pick. Now, anybody who flipped and it gum tails and ended up back in this, they probably felt like they'd been buggered by a rhino. (laughs) Um, the, The kid said he was told to ride it like last time. Well, he didn't. The last time he hit the front 110 yards out this time we could have only expected to hit the front by the clubhouse turn it was i mean to be so far back up over six pounds absolute madness and the other one of course the alternative you've got joe gifted a soft lead you know i mean for all the fact he's 78 years old he'll he'll go the business if you just leave him alone on the front end um and i mean that market Took, took me back a few years actually to when Dandy and Tony Hards were cutting races up up north and to get everybody to stop there. So look at hold back Kevin Daly because he was the one that wouldn't stop one. <laughs> <laughs> you go, I mean, it, was about, it was just an awful lad, as bad as it gets, you know I mean? I'd, I'd tend to send him back to jockey school for six months or something after that.
0: Okay, um, Lee, do you share um John's very eloquent uh sentiments there?
2: Oh, yeah, um, yeah, he's a he's spot on, really. I mean, I mean, the two things that stand out for me. Uh, one was uh, allegedly, I was told it wasn't off at Newcastle when it won. Um, and the Welsh, <laughs> don't you just hate David, that? <laughs> the Welsh, the Welsh David went berserk, that he actually actually managed to win at Newcastle in a, in a very bad race. So it was interesting to see eventually after, a, after a win at Kempton, et cetera, and then come at Lingfield. And then, it, you know, it was, it was all the rage in the betting. Um, and all of a sudden, Derek Keenan finds, his, finds himself miles out of ground. Um, and the true fact of the matter is that they'd absolutely crawled in the race and he couldn't, he just couldn't pin the, the front runner back. Um, with, with his waiting tactics that he employed, and he still sat up in the saddle turned into the straight, it was quite embarrassing. Um, but the, the, the thing, the funny thing for me is here, is he got a 14 day suspension right initially for a serious misjudgment of riding, according to the BHA. Fair enough, that's the punishment, you know. So, on appeal, uh, it's been quashed to 10. Now, this is the thing that 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 sort of like I take issue with. And this is the officialdom of the sport that's, that's making these decisions. So In it could have been worse. Yeah, exactly. Exa- well, ex- exactly. And this is the kind of incompetence that is mm. that, uh, that just he, he, he's unacceptable. That, so he's, got, he's, he, he's, he's banned down to 10 because he states he felt that the horse really wasn't at the races and was never travelling. Now, I challenge any form judge in the land to tell me that that horse at any stage wasn't travelling. In fact, it made up about five and a half to six lengths in the <laughs> last third and a half. You know, never pushed along up until that point um, and gets beat half a length. I mean, so what idiot at, at, at the top of the chain has decided, yeah, do you know what? You've got a point there. I'll knock it down a 10 because, you know, you, I mean, you're... I mean, if he'd have said that to me, if I, if I was the chair at that moment in time, I'd, I'd have just said, "Right, I'm trebling you fine and trebling your ban for that." That's a disgraceful comment, you know. It's it unjust-
1: it, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Just, and that's what I take issue with. That's that's, and it's, it's at the top. That's remember, the leadership starts at the top and filters down, and that's what we're dealing with. Terrible.
0: Are we are we crediting them with being able to read a race though? <laughs>
2: It's I mean, why don't they just employ people that can actually read a risk and can actually do the job properly? That's what everyone wants, but the employee idiots and that's it and that's what you get. The only,
1: thing, that. the only thing they can read is a pension plan and an expenses plan.
2: <laughs> it's terrible.
0: Superb. Okay, great great first topic there. And will move on. So um to the the Brownie Frost um bullying saga. Ali, let's stay with you. What, what do you make of this all?
2: Well, um, I'm not going to get into the, like, uh, sort of the ins and outs of it in terms of what, because I, I don't understand what has exactly been said for Bryony Frost to to feel like she has. However, I'm going to make the following points. Um, I know for a fact that a fair proportion of the Wayne Room are not fans of Bryony. Um And I can, I can sort of add, add to that by saying there's been at least three incidents that I know of that I've been told of where jockeys, trainers, connections of other horses have been rather upset regarding Bryony's riding during races. Uh, you know, uh, one trainer in particular citing it as absolutely expletive, expletive, dangerous towards others and my horse um she's aware of this i'm sure and that's where it all stems from to start with basically a lot of uh, there's some senior jockeys some not so senior jockeys that are upset by some of her tactics riding etc cetera, etc cetera. um the second thing i can see from this is also the a little bit of the jealousy factor from yeah. the the younger end of the weighing room that let's say for example you'll get um a, a conditional jockey riding a nice double on a day, and he or she will not get the same publicity as if, say, Brownie Frost rides a double on the day. And a lot of them get resent resentment mm. at that because because they're trying to make the career, they're trying to make a living just like she is. And for some reason, it just doesn't it doesn't even make the mentions. Never mind, Brownie rides a double, say on a, on a Channel Four day. It Doesn't even have to be the the King George. Just a double. It'll make the front page of the Racing Post. So. It, it's it's that kind of thing that that breeds a bit of resentment, which doesn't help. um So, without going into the ins and outs of the actual um, what what Brian is complaining about, I mean, for starters, would you would you go to the media first? I mean, that that's something I question. You know, surely, you, you, if there is a serious problem, you take it up with the incumbents first. If not the incumbents, then you go to the BHA, why are you to the BHA? I don't know. But anyway, um, and uh, and then all of a sudden, maybe she has that thing. I don't, I don't know.
0: But- it's, it's hard though, isn't it? Because if you sort of, if you sort of try to put it into a, try to put this situation into a normal workplace setting, she probably has sort of said her piece, whatever she wants to say. First of all, if that hasn't been resolved then she would take it to the next level, which in a normal workplace is, you know, is, is the route to do it. I personally think that it is a lot of jealousy. I yeah. don't know anything about the um, other calls about dangerous riding. Um, I don't think it's all her, I don't think it's her fault the way the media um, portray her, to be honest. It's just that yep. she's um, she is a natural pick for a, a calendar girl. And I, I don't mean that in a sort of sexist way at, at all. It's just that you can see why the media latch onto her, but I don't think that they do her any favours in, in doing so. And I think in, in this particular issue, I don't think it comes down to a sexism issue. I think that
2: it's just a, a sort of jealousy issue, really. Yeah. I think as well, it's good points, that Catherine, yeah, and I, and I, 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 do, I do agree with that, because I did mention that, but the other the, the, the thing for me is as well, if you bear in mind that some jockeys like are in the 40s, uh, that are still riding, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, yeah. my era, um, like, you know, I haven't I had flushed down the toilet at school, you know, you know and the teachers yeah. told me to man up, you know, that, that was the kind of era mm-hmm. we were brought up in, um, bullying, it's a lot different like some people now would interpret bullying as a few name calling and a bit of skitty, scatty what, what, whatever. Mm. Back in the day when I was, I was growing up, it was like, well, you know I, I'd have sort of 50 million expletives a day to deal with and yeah. you know and uh, et cetera, et cetera. so I don't, I, I'm not saying it's still acceptable. it's just that it, it's an cha- ever-changing world, mm. and sometimes I think I think. It, when you get new faces into a dressing room, et cetera, et cetera it can cause problems. But yeah, it's, anyway. it's
0: it's it, I think it's such a tough one because it, I think her, I think she's got great personality. And I totally, you know, I think that when she's interviewed and she's kind of, you know, people kind of take the piss almost. But I think within that moment, that's how she feels. And I don't think that she should make any apology for that. Um, and you sort of, if you compare it to maybe Rachel Blackmore in Ireland, obviously Rachel's a bit more reserved, but you know they're they're both male or female. They are both supremely talented. If we try and look at this from an asexual point of view, you yeah. know they, they are two fantastic riders, and I don't I don't think it's I don't think this issue is a, is is a sexism sexism issue, and I think that it's just that. Rachel keeps a lid on it a little bit more you know but you, you can't you can't help your personality um, no. John what's your take on this?
1: Right, Racing question she did nothing wrong um, if anybody had been on the wrong end of a knuckle sandwich after the race it should have been the jockey um,
0: we're talking about the race at Southall
1: yeah the jockey yeah. Sat, sat in behind they should have clocked her ass engine left mm-hmm. still looking for the run up the inside all the time there was no contact. He just put a short one in and it got mullered by one behind it while it was on the deck. Now to me, where she has made a mistake is going public like she has. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have thought if her father had enough savvy to have got his arms around this and stopped it or got her a pass, whatever, you know. Um, yeah. But she's really got her hand legs over it, um, which... Won't help with the prevailing atmosphere in the waiting room. Yeah, I mean, she'd have probably been best off to start with telling Dunn just to piss off. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, now, while I think she's a capable jockey, Um, a lot of this talk about being dangerous and reckless, you know, I mean, I take that with a pinch of salt, really, because I remember reading about when Pigot was coming through and everybody was calling him dangerous and reckless you know i mean just deal with it you know get out of the way granddad i'm coming through and all that sort of thing um but there's an interview with her in the post at the moment on the site and i started to read it this morning and to be honest there was, there was just so much of the old stuff rehashed it got boring after 15 minutes i just left it um i I still tend to think it's given her a bit of an impression that she's a bit bigger than the game, which might be somewhere explaining the negativity towards her. Um, but one thing that does really piss me off is the way the media are dealing with this. And the same, the way it owns a place with its own laws and regulation and oh. its own mini eco climate and all the rest of it. Um, they're using that as a fact, but the only reason that it's like that is because everyone has dirt on everyone else, and <laughs> it's, it's to ensure that they all keep the trap shut. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so it, to me, it's long term that prevailing attitude is poison anyway. Toxic right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just, to, just, just
2: to, just, just just to finish as well, like the the if you look at the Twitter posts of Riss Flynn, um, yeah. you know, whether, whether you agree with it or not, I mean, it's, if you look at the jockeys that have liked it, um, and, I, and I'll and i quote some of them because it's obviously in public domain, Poppy Bridgewater, um, you know, uh, Jody Standing, uh, Luke Morris, uh, Alistair Willans, uh, I, there's, there's loads more, but the, the, the uh, Callum Willans, sorry, Alistair, uh, he's the trainer, Callum Willans, um, see, You've you've got lots of, of jockeys that sort of.
0: His was quite a misogynistic take, though, wasn't it?
2: it oh yeah, I, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, it's it's whether you know, I, I'm not an endorser of the actual tweet itself. Mm. I mean, I'm an endorser. Just surprised
0: at of... who's liked it.
2: Yeah, I, I <laughs> mean, it, but that should also tell you something that that right, if if, if Bryony was really the victim here then why are so many people, or why are so many people at are colleagues, you know, liking that post? Now, it's either you'll say it's a problem in racing you know, or there's people that have got problems or whatever, or that, that's the debate. That, it's a debate to be had. It's not a, an open, you know, for me, it's not like, oh, well, brownie he's been hard done to. Like, the, the wider media want you to have it known. We don't know this. I mean, that's the thing. So I think, I think the debate's there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, moving on, I know you guys want to talk about the funding setback, uh, the levy reform. Um, John, go for it.
1: Oh, you, <laughs> I mean, this part, I truly despair, I do. Um, I honestly don't want to hear another peep about lack of funding in racing. Until the median prices at the sales drop by thirty percent and the some race cars is going up for sale. Yeah. This sport is a wash with money, and I mean a wash. The problem with this sport is that it's run like an over sixties bingo club. <laughs> all, all this racing's top bods No, I'll tell you with all their hands out if they were in charge of a decent business they will be sacked for dithering incompetence we're supposed to have all these deep thinkers in race you know I mean like Rachel Gosden John Gosden Gosden's son probably <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
1: Gosden's son's got somebody pregnant the fetus has probably got a few ideas <laughs> um, yet none of them have come up with anything to improve racing's finances other than holding the trilby out for the government to ch- chuck a few quid in. Do you hey.
0: like um, remember when um, the most hilarious thing wasn't it the sort of during the first um, lockdown and, you know back when when Goodwood, <laughs> Goodwood said they were skinned
1: Ah, oh, for God's sake. I know. <laughs> that, yes, that was superb. I even saw uh, at the end of last week, there was some idiot, I forget who it was, it was one of these clones at the BH chair, that actually said that our racing should be entitled to a cut from the bookies' take on virtual racing. <laughs> I mean, that's where the mentality is.
2: Yeah,
1: Racing won't promote betting. It should have its own own betting exchange. It should never have given Baldy the tote. (laughs) Information the BHA hold could rival the racing post as the go-to place for info and cards. Yep. People betting seriously on other sports would scratch their heads at the lack of information on this sport. You know? Yep. Joe shop can't access the BHS site. <laughs> you know? You... But it's but,
0: but it's it, it's the whole, that's just it's still sewn into the whole elitist want, agenda,
1: though, want, isn't it? They want money, Catherine, but they want the closed shop to continue. Yeah. I mean, you name it, it's on there, but they make it as accessible as Stanley Johnson's offshore account.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs>
1: You get news reaching us today that the Gold Coast yearling sales have smashed our records. Uh-huh. None of it adds up. You know, they're not being rational about the state of finance in racing. It's, it's been propped up by artificial yearling prices. They're overgrading the stallions. And if, if you want to compare it to economies, it's similar to this economy where the only growth that's propping our economy up is the artificial house prices. Mm. swap houses for stallions and
0: that's where you're at yeah, yeah good analogy there John
1: simple yeah. and it, it's deplorable that the BHA and their accountancy friends can't get their heads around it
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we know the reason why Um, Lee over to you
2: just absolutely I mean listen to John there it's just super I mean if anyone's listening to this podcast I mean I, I'm, I'm sort of in awe just listening to John on that subject alone, expertise, great, you know, absolutely spot on. Brilliant, John. A few absolute belly laughs there as well to boot. Um, Yeah, I I just concur. And just to add on one more thing that, and and Lawrence Bellman uh, said a thing recently, and Lawrence has got a lot more fans than I have, and I own horses. And I can tell you now, owners are propping up this sport, and he's correct in that, the the, the bot. I mean, the prize money we we're racing for is pathetic. Um, the fees haven't changed. In fact, they go up. If anything, um, and I mean, it, it just made me laugh. You know, like at the start of the pandemic. Um, you know, the, the BHA are asking asking for the yearly subs and cash. You know, to register your silks again to register. Your, you know, they're not bothered. They don't care no. about. You know, it, it, it's. it's it's, it's the owners in this sport that keep 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 the game going, and uh, you know, forget the punters. Forget, oh, seriously, it's the owners. Forget these all; they wouldn't field these classics as at Kempton and Subtle if it yeah. weren't for people. You know, at the bottom end, forget your magniers and your breeders and everyone else. The the people keeping the show on the road are the yeah, guys the majority, that have these yeah. Classics on at Kempton, yeah. Um, so, yeah, crazy. Okay, um, and we're still well, playing breeders' prizes, like. Uh, I'm not sure John to be
0: honest
2: <laughs> we'll move on we will, we're going to take
0: some questions now, listeners Q&A um, thanks a million for all the questions some great ones in um, here's one for you guys how far up the ladder can Imperial Alcazar go, had a difficult passage Saturday and hit the line really well after overcoming that and running wide into the straight, that's from Nick Davis, thanks for that Nick what do you think of that Lee?
2: Um, uh, that, that, is this a wind-up? Because I had, I had my brains on Mr. Harp yesterday. <laughs> Poor Mr. Harp. He's coming into the last yesterday, and I'm thinking, that's it. We, that, we, I, I'm counting the cash. Spent it. Spent it already, yeah. Yes. I, I, I thought, what well, I'm going to buy with it. But uh, And then, all of a sudden, then comes Imperial Alcazar to spoil the party. But Nick's correct. Um, I watched the race back, and I think it's got a lot more um, like f- 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 potential than, than, than my horse, anyway. Um, mm. But yeah, it, I think it can go very far, really far. I think it's a real stained stamina. Yeah, it looks like yeah. a horse. Yeah, future national horse, maybe when they go over fences, etc. One of those. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Um, here we are. This is a good one. How quick was Frank Berry onto Keith Donahue yeah. after Aramax's win yesterday? Bar that winner, some of the green and gold, ran some very interesting races. Just for a change. Uh, that's from uh, Michael Toms. Um who wants to who wants to go with that one?
2: John, did you did you watch any of the the Fairy House action yesterday?
0: <laughs> yeah, were you were you sitting in front of the T V watching Fairy House, John?
1: Bits and bobs of it. I wouldn't really venture an opinion on uh on the green and gold, to be honest, at this stage. I think I'm gonna be cramming a bit of homework in before the Fez and that'll be the only time I'll be parting with any cash on the green and gold <laughs> between now and March.
2: Well 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 for me, I mean I I, I can only go really on what on what Twitter was saying because I, I were more watching um, Chatham Street ladder mm-hmm. Nick Winters. I, I was more like interested in that horse for simple yeah I'm thinking, you know, as the unleaded gone in on this occasion, blah blah blah. But but the, the the there was a lot of moaning on Twitter about the green and gold on Saturday. It, 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 seriously, you, you, a lot of people who I follow and you know, moaning about several rides of the green and gold. Uh, and so I haven't watched in detail, but what I did find surprising Aramax's win, the lit there was a little late surge for it in the betting, it was a little, little late plunge for, for Aramax just to say, hmm, you know. <laughs> Uh, we quite fancy this, and, and lo and behold, it did. Um, and you know, I, this is a, this is the game we're in. I mean, I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's a tricky one, as we know, so But yeah, that's that's my take on it, anyway.
0: Okay, and um, one here from our friend Lorne. Um, here's <laughs> one: Is Ronan McNally the greatest trainer of all time?
1: <laughs> quite possibly. Yeah. Um... I don't think one's ever improved as much as that, ever. Um, anywhere, ever.
2: <laughs> Eighty-four. Well, you might have to go back to sort of Linda Ramsden. And the <laughs> I've got an horse off thirty thirty-four on the flat, and it ends up winning Cesarewitch, or it ends up winning group races, etc. You know, but but I mean, I mean, Ronan, I mean, he, he's the modern day architect of of, of you know uh, medicine. I, I mean. He should be sort of like like on stage and tackling COVID. You know his expertise on medicine is is just amazing. I mean, how you can get an horse to run the the, the fractions that does uh, from basically running to sort of in a novice hurdle. I think he got a racing post rating in novice hurdle about thirty five. You know how do you do that? <laughs>
1: what, what's it rated on the
2: flat now? Uh I, th- I think it was last time I knew it was seventy-eight. I think it was, um, yeah. Don't quote me, so I'm trying I time to look. But I think it's seventy-eight on the flat. That's right. He actually won off sort of like forties and fifties, and then I think Andy Capper said I've had, uh, had enough of you. I've had enough of uh, this. Yeah. Yeah. Up twenty, twenty, twenty-five odd pound. So, so seventy-eight. I think now. I mean, but 70- I mean, even even seventy-eight now. I mean, mm. I mean, if he turns up, it says off. If he can get it says off sort of 80, 81, 82. I mean, oh, yeah. it's going to win, it says, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and the, all, is, I think, only up in the stakes, To I think...
0: I think we will get a... Judging just by the how high the water table is here, and having, on my, on my allotted exercise this morning, it's having a look at the sort of... Um, the sort of flood defences in town and you can see how high the water table is there. I, I can't see the ground at the festival unless we have a sort of um, sudden act of God, uh, late winter heat wave. I can't see it being anything other than soft at the festival. Um, so with that in mind, if this fella does turn up in the Supreme or the Ballymore, which what they're looking at, he has to come into equation, doesn't he? I mean, I mean, he's like a tank as well. He's built like a chaser. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> all, all, all hail Ronan. We're, we're big fans of Ronan on this podcast. Yeah. We we won't we won't hear a bad word said about Ronan. Um, we want him to win, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll, we we got to have some entertainment. None of us are going to get there, are we? Um, <laughs> okay, one from Carl Swanson um, When will British trainers grow some balls and run their horses against each other and not just to Cheltenham in March? The Irish trainers put a lot to shame <laughs> Had Hendo got Envoy Alain how many do you th- how many runs do you think he've had? Probably wouldn't we wouldn't have seen him yet this season he might not be ready, I mean it is only middle Jan in
2: middle being, a field, being a field in Martins town maybe Yeah, yeah. He'd be looking
0: for his second though, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be having a race course gallop mid Feb, would you say? Yeah, oh. that, Yeah, completely uh, legitimate and uh, right question there. Um, I think the one trainer, obviously, who isn't people that aren't afraid to run their horses, people like, you know, Paul Nichols, Tom Lacey. And then you just get, I mean, I think Henderson's just got even worse for it in the last couple of years, hasn't he? You know, yeah.
2: Well, it's... look at Champ. I mean, I mean, he's now, he's now bleeding. He, I want to run Champ. There's <laughs> a race for me. I want to run Champ. I mean, I mean you know, yeah. he's bad, what's he been doing all summer? You know, well,
0: I mean, has he been there all summer? Who knows? Well, well.
1: I want to know what where Champ gets in the Lincoln, to be honest. <laughs>
0: what cracked me up was the um speculative entry in the stayers for for champ yeah well i popped him in there never knew yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so um this is the last section of our sunday sermon um it's got a fantastic name and and if you do have any um thoughts on this particular section please do send them over it's called the the jimmy lindley lovely hands portfolio and um where we're going to highlight one or two non-jiggers that may have occurred um over the past week i think one uh culprit yesterday for me was the um hilarious ride on Entukas again um at fairy house i mean just how how I mean, the way that he's getting dropped is—I don't think he's even going to get into a festival handicap. Was he now one three eight? But I mean,
1: who wants that? Catherine, who? What? Sorry, who wants that?
0: Who do you think? McManus.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just take two guesses, John. (laughs) Quite (laughs) one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was just—that was just hysterical. And I thought it might be his day. Yeah, what he did, there was a little bit of money for him yesterday, and I thought, oh, yeah, we'll just watch here. Um, No, not today. (laughs) Thanks, but no thanks. Um, So, yeah, John, spotted any non-jiggers? Well,
1: it's a little bit harsh calling this a non-jigger, to be honest. Uh, But I'm still going to call it a non-jigger, because I am a little bit harsh. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) We wouldn't have you any other way, John.
1: Thank you. Um... (laughs) Marley um, of David Simcox ran on the 14th of January at Chelmsford. Now, this was coming back as a four-year-old after a little bit more than a year off, I think. Um, and am editing my tracker um, because I, I spotted it as a, as a two-year-old, and it was just this big, raw oh, unit that looked as though it would need about 18 months to thicken up, really. Um and I think Poppy Bridgewater rode it three times. So obviously we'd we'd had less than what it was capable of mm-hmm. on the track anyway. Turns out at Chelmsford they were over six, which I didn't think would suit it entirely. I'd, I'd sort of anything mad it once seven and maybe it's even a mile. Um that said, for me it could have won this race. Um Travelled super easy on the hails of the ladies. What I was most impressed with was the way it moved. It moved like a really well balanced horse, you know. Um to turn into the straight. Spenny gets the chicken wings out. Um race was over before he lets out half a race for in. Um made up a little bit of ground, I'd say probably put about eighty percent in. I think this thing, when they want it, ideally in about three weeks, because that's what I've got in my head when I want to see it run, I think this will ponce up over seven furlongs. And having seen it move, I probably wouldn't even be bothered if it turned up at Dunstable Park. Okay.
0: Right, and name the horse again, John?
1: Molly. M O R L E I X.
0: Okay, thanks. that in the old trackers. Um, Lee, what's in the lovely hands portfolio for you?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I concur with John, by the way. Uh, good selection, John, um, uh Yeah, the uh, Jimmy Linley, I mean, we loved him, didn't we? The lovely pair of hands. It's a tribute, really. Uh, but yeah, there's one for me um, going forwards and it's a horse sovereign gold Ran yesterday at Fairy House, dual point-to-point winner. Um, uh, obviously waiting for the right day is key with this horse um he's a hell of a lot better than what they're letting it show so far and if you watch rachel blackmore yesterday in the straight um it's not very vigorous and you can see what they're doing basically engineering the mark possibly over hurdles and fences wait till they get the mark and then bingo bongo um (laughs) You know, it's it's. I mean, we know the game, so it's fantastic watching. And I, I, I this is why I, I encourage all punters to do: keep watching your novice chases, your novice yeah, hurdles, absolutely. and uh, and finding the uh, the quiet ones. Yes, so the sovereign. Goal. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, fabulous. Okay,
2: um, anything more to add before we go? No, I think that's it. I think we've covered it off really nicely, really entertaining show. Uh, well, done. <laughs> thanks John, for coming.
1: No, I think we're probably going up there for a couple of last felt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. Okay, well, there endeth the Sunday sermon. Uh, Go ahead, disciples, and and have a good week, and thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Friday with our usual preview show. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.